0: Hey folks, Mark Scroggins with Scroggins Law Group. We are back for another edition of Family Law Talk. And this time we have Nicole Biscoe with us. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Mark? Uh, I am good. Thanks. So Nicole is the newest lawyer that has joined SLG. And uh, you've got a little different background than than some folks. You started, uh, you started with a, a much, much bigger firm.
1: I did. I worked for an AM 100 firm, uh, Lewis Brisboy, um, and did medical malpractice insurance defense. Uh, most of our cases that I worked on was long-term care. Um, so when you say by, long-term care? Like nursing homes. Um, there was occasional hospital doctors' complaints, um, therapist complaints, things like that, where we would go to the board and represent the doctor, but for the most part, it was nursing home. Uh, defense for abuse and neglect. That's got to so, be a
0: hard, hard thing, especially when you look at something and you're like, oh,
1: God. Yeah, it can be because yeah. you're, you know, dealing with death. Right. End of life, so.
0: I remember early, early in my career, I did some nursing home litigation on the plaintiff's side. And uh, yeah, that's just, uh, that was a hard one. Like, you know, but some of the things, and you and I talked about this a little bit before. I mean, you, you end up with you know, people that have bed sores or, or things of that uh, things of that nature. And some of this stuff just can't be helped if they are in a situation where they're bedridden the entire time.
1: That's true. So, I mean, you have, oh, I could go in, on and on about I'm like sure. skin breakdown and how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> want to discuss now is that
0: something that you ever thought you would be learning about becoming a lawyer
1: I did not there's a lot of things that you don't think you're gonna learn as a lawyer it's completely different from what you learn in in law school that's for sure
0: absolutely so with that what uh, you you grew up in Oklahoma correct
1: I did Western Oklahoma in the middle of nowhere all right feel much better
0: now that you're south of the Red River I take it yes all right yeah Um, well that's good everybody will be pleased to to hear that So what made you, with growing up in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma, what made you want to become a lawyer?
1: Well, um, when I was completing my undergrad in finance um, in Weatherford, Oklahoma, I had, you know, kind of had an itch to become an attorney. I thought there would be some interest in there with my business background, and then I kind of liked it. get into different areas I thought it'd be a great learning experience um, for me not only as a business person but I also wanted to do something to help people right and that's kind of how I got into the path of going to law schools because I felt like it would be a rewarding career
0: well so with then representing nursing homes and things like that did that Let me back up and ask it this way. What made you want to make a change from doing that into becoming a family lawyer?
1: Well, the bulk of my work um, then was representing entities. Right. Or working for the insurance company. I didn't feel like there was a lot of reward to it at the end of the day, um, and I wanted to do something where I was helping someone through a trying time, an individual, so I had a friend that um, was in, The AM 100 world with me that left and went into family law and she couldn't say enough about it she loved it how rewarding it was to help you know kids and family and you know after talking to her I was like wow this sounds like a a really awesome gig (laughs) I want to go do family law (laughs) so here I am
0: so after being with us for a whopping two weeks uh, (laughs) now at this point uh, how does it feel doing this instead of what you were doing before
1: it's amazing. I love it.
0: Very good. So, so folks, uh, Nicole is in the process of getting ramped up, uh, to start handling all of her, her own cases. And, uh, because big difference between family law and what you were doing previously.
1: What's the biggest difference? Well,
0: I'm just saying it's a big difference with getting ramped up. One of the things that I, I really liked about Nicole is that she will bring some experience in uh, tort litigation, and that is something that is becoming more and more prevalent a lot of the time in family law matters, specifically in divorce. So you have marital torts, you know, things like like fraud or, unfortunately, assault and and things of that uh, that nature, as well as a bunch of others. And so you have a pretty fair amount of experience in dealing with that.
1: I do. Um... Uh, everything I did was tort law, so <laughs> right, <laughs> it, right. It fits in nicely, and I have you know a little bit of contract experience from that job and indemnity claims and um, arbitration agreements and things of that nature. And that's similar also to family law right. because it branches into the contract world. So you, I I think a lot of people underappreciate what family lawyers do is because people don't realize how broad it is well that, and it's very complex I think more that than is what people give credit to
0: I think you're absolutely right I mean it's um I don't know of another practice area that touches so many different areas of law as compared to family law
1: I don't know of any either
0: yeah and so it is <laughs> uh, uh I'll be interested to see you know as uh, as you know, you know generally two primary areas in family law being child custody and the other you know property division um, I'm going to be interested to see which one of those, you know, really, um, you kind of find your niche and as to which one you really like practicing more.
1: I, I think it'll be interesting as well. Um, as I dive into it, I think from now I'm going to teeter and try to speculate that I would be more interested in the, the child custody part of it because you're helping children and protecting them. And that's the ultimate goal. Yeah.
0: That is, a uh, That's a hard one. I mean, you know, because sometimes you've got fantastic facts and sometimes you don't. And so, you know, how how you deal with those. And then you've also got, you know, situations where, um, yeah, we're getting uh, something from off uh, off camera here talking about people being cray-cray. And uh, (laughs) I think, uh, you know, you see that, too. I mean, that's, you know, last month was, uh, May was what, Mental Health Awareness Month. And, uh, man that has, uh, I think become much more pronounced in cases over the last, you know, 14 to 16 months with everybody being holed up because of COVID.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So, uh, I don't know what you have seen with friends of yours that are, that are working remotely, or, um, you've only been with us for a short period of time. So you haven't seen the cases on which, but, uh, on that, that relate to that, but man, the, stats on what has happened with people being arrested on uh, family violence charges and things uh, things along those lines have just skyrocketed.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine everybody's, you know, you're confined and locked up an area basically like prison for the last year and people, it takes a toll.
0: It, it does. I mean, even if you, you know, uh, if you love your family and you love your house, doesn't mean you want to be with them 24 (laughs) seven. Exactly. You know, we had uh, uh, my daughter who is finished, just finished up her second year of law school at UT. And so she was with us uh, when everything got locked down. And so she stayed with us for about three and a half months. And by the time that was over, you know, uh, I told her, you know, that, Hey, I'm ready for you to go back to Austin and love you from afar for a while. (laughs) So, and so you can only imagine when you get people that are in a really bad um, relationship, what it can be like when you lock two people that are volatile together. It's got to be horrendous.
1: Yeah, just an explosion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the personalities both coming out just yeah just, amplifies the emotions and everything that's going on.
0: Just not uh, not yeah not good. Mm-hmm. So going off the subject of law. Let's, uh, rumor has it that uh, you have an affinity for cats.
1: Yes, that is the rumor. But (laughs) as we know, rumors are not true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you're trying to dispel the whole crazy cat lady thing right here and right now.
1: I am. I'm not owning it.
0: Okay. So. But
1: I do have a cat. (laughs) Yes.
0: And uh, what is your cat's name?
1: Uh, Sergeant Fuzzballs. (laughs) My nephew named it.
0: Okay. All right. Sergeant Fuzzballs and Sergeant Fuzzballs has his own tent. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. All right.
0: And how much time does Sergeant Fuzzballs spend in his tent?
1: (laughs) Sorry, it depends on the day. I mean, if the weather is nice and it's not too hot outside, I'll sit outside with him for 20, 30 minutes, Uh you know, under supervision, of course. (laughs) That's right.
0: You know, supervised access for uh, for the kitty. I get it. And, uh, uh, you have not yet bought a leash for him.
1: Well, he does have a leash. He just doesn't mind the leash.
0: Aha. <laughs> so. And so does he have his own stroller? He does. <laughs> so I've got to see this. Uh, I, have you know, I can actually, I can appreciate this. But uh, <laughs> so aside from dispelling the, the crazy cat lady rumors, what, uh, what other uh, little tidbits of information should the folks out there, know about you
1: well before we dive into that I just want to disclaim a little bit mm-hmm. um, I almost said Mr. Cotton but Sergeant Fuzzball <laughs> is, is a product of COVID so uh-huh. <laughs> of being locked in so I got him in July
0: oh okay for
1: company really yeah
0: now do you speak with sergeant fuzzballs
1: i do not okay (laughs) thank you Uh, for making it awkward okay just
0: wanted to just wanted to ask if y'all were having conversations so we
1: talk shit okay (laughs) so i love that
0: so sergeant fuzzballs has an attitude he does all right yeah (laughs) oh my gosh well if people want to get a hold of you nicole how do they get in touch with you
1: Uh, They can call the office at 214-469-3100, or they can email me at nicole at scrogginslawgroup.com. All
0: right. Well, Nicole, thanks for joining us today and really glad that you are a part of the team.
1: Thank you. I'm enjoying it so far. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, uh, if you need any help, reach out to us. We're here to help.